Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Hello beautiful listeners and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Troy, joined by Jay and Aaron. We're going to get straight into a second roundup of news for the week. The PN news. <laughs> the PN news. <laughs> I don't know. He was, I don't like even... ju- he was like a jobber from the 80s. <laughs> he was, he WCW. Was <laughs> Yeah. PN News. He was, he was like 400 pounds and he was a rapper and he was dressed like a multicolor. Fucking hell. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't, wasn't what fuck. a way to start. <laughs> I'll start again. So our roundup of the PN News. <laughs> Told you he's had one beer, he's acting up already. <laughs> Kicking off with Mustafa Ali um, tweeting this week uh, that his episode of Corey Graves After the Bell podcast was heavily censored because they were talking about backstage politics and apparently it was too much for the higher-ups in WWE. Why would you heavily censor it? Isn't the point of After the Bell that it's kind of off the cuff? I know I know that um, Mustafa Ali has had some problems with Brucey P. Oh. Um, Obviously, that's bad when it's the fucking guy who's booking the show. Um, mm. Yeah, I know. I know he he said like a few times that he'd had a few uh, issues with Brother Love, um, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why originally he was moved to Raw because Heyman was there, and then Heyman got sacked, and right. it all just went tits up, lads. Yeah, um, man. Boss, sod. But. Um, yeah, at the same time, it could just be playing into the whole thing he's been doing with Retribution recently, where he's like, maybe. they're trying to Speaking stop him from... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'd not thought of it like that. Uh, next, Cody Rhodes... But then Rhodes... you don't really fave that much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes told uh, the media recently uh, that he does not plan to use his newly acquired last name on AEW television, instead he'll be using it for third-party deals like the game show he recently taped... I think you touched on this the other day, actually, when it had come out yeah. that he'd acquired his name, but was only going to be using it um, yeah, he, his, yeah. He didn't go as in-depth as that. He just kind of said, like, as he as he has since, he just kind of said... Um, we went more yeah. in-depth with it on... The on the actual AEW podcast, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, basically, he's, he's going to be using that kind of as, like, his sort of stage name. Right. And he'll be using Cody because he's kind of got that over now with his wrestling. Yeah, it, right. see, see, when you say it now, it just feels weird <laughs> calling him Cody Rhodes. It's even though everyone so called him Cody Rhodes Cody. anyway. Mm. Even, um, even though it's just because it's just Cody now. Like, it's. I mean, that's yeah. the thing now. <laughs> Fair enough. Rhodes isn't even his actual surname, is it? No. <laughs> so, BA. Um, tit. Decide what yeah, he, colour you want to dye your hair as well. <laughs> hey, that's his version of the demon. He just he just dyes his hair a different colour. Well, like Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even interested. Look at him. 
Do well, they care? because I keep arguing that Cody dyes his hair like every week because his roots never show. But <laughs> like they never show. I, fuck it, who, who made you Tony and Guy? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking v- Vidal Sassoon might have, over there. He <laughs> might have wait, thing. This is after what two weeks? Ellie. Oh fucking hell! Put Marriott your hat back on. What? <laughs> See? That's disgusting. 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 Today I'm singing Sherlock by Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just just quickly touch on that. Um, that like conference call he had where he was talking about that. He also was asked quite a lot about uh, like working relationships with um, NWA and uh, New Japan. Um, and ba- basically yeah. said pretty much what they what AW said from day one. They wouldn't do like a dual branded show because it would take away from each company's product. But they'd be very open to like doing like a talent share. Or I don't um, see how it does obviously. take away from the product. Surely it just gets eyes on the opposite product. Like fans of one will watch the yeah. others in it. And yeah, yeah. Like on. if I see Cody on NWA, I'm gonna have gonna a gander. Exactly. I'm gonna have a gander at it. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Like, yeah, no, but, no disrespect to NWA. I think, it's not my cup of tea. But as soon as Cody's on it or something, but or like was, Darby Allen or anyone, yeah. it's the same they did with um, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, having her on an AEW pay per view and it gets eyes on that and vice versa. AEW fans go, "Oh, who's this Thunder Rosa?" It gives them more inclination to watch NWA. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. um, it, it, it's it's like when Chris Jericho went to New Japan. Yeah, like that we, got eyes said, on New Japan. We've said that before. That's what yeah. made me kind of start yeah. watching it a bit more. I was like, oh, okay, Jericho's in there. I don't know anyone else there. I'd heard of, like, obviously the Bucks, the Bullet Club, uh, Omega and stuff. But, um, yeah, aside from that, I didn't really have any real reason to watch it. So, yeah, it yeah, he, he, um, I think I think it's more just because, like, you you get, like, uh, Ring of Honor do, like, dual-branded shows, uh, one called War of the Worlds, I think it's called. Right. With um, New Japan and CMLL, um, okay, they they kind of co-brand it. I think that I think what he's saying is, if he was to do something like that using other companies' talent, he'd rather do it like AAA do it, where they'll they'll do a AAA show, but they'll have talent from other companies and look knowledge there from they're like like Aye, Cody so from as their pay-per-view, but they're bringing in. Yeah, the I think I think that's what he was more kind of wanting, like to say he'd rather he'd rather do a pay-per-view under the AEW banner and say these people are representing this company, or have his talent go to um to like another com- company and do their pay-per-view, yeah, but have yeah. them say these guys are representing AEW. I, I think see. I think that. Um, just right. while we're on that subject as well, one thing I was going to be talking about, I'll just talk about it now, just to cut in there. Um, right. Tony Khan actually said, um, I believe it was last night, that a new, they've got a new protocol for uh, the wrestlers taking outside bookings now. Um, oh, basically, right. they were quite, they had quite an open, quite open to it, quite an open door, happy for wrestlers to make money. Obviously, with um, the GCW uh, collective weekend, they had a couple of wrestlers go there, um, and because, as a result of that, mm. uh, you know, I came in contact with someone with COVID, and that had to, uh, had halt to basically, things. yeah, yeah, halt uh, a few things, and he had to do a few tweaks. So he's basically said, um, obviously, if it's affecting their their ability to book certain things on their show, 
now telling have, have to kind of just come and ask his permission to like take any book bookings before they agree to anything mm-hmm. to make sure he's cool with it. Um, yeah, and uh, he he kind of he wants he wants them to start instead of just like taking indie bookings and doing like whatever match. He said he kind of he, he wants it to be a bit more like meaningful if they're doing a match. So it's like they're more like a, a special attraction because they're from AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than which just is, turning up on every show for the sake of it. Yeah, rather than like Joey yeah, Janela yeah, yeah. just showing up at fucking shows and like random shows and just doing a random match and mm-hmm. it not really adding stuff. Cause he, and he, he kind of like touched on it again by saying like he's happy for them to kind of get the reps in, so to speak, mm-hmm. especially at this point in time but yeah. with the pandemic he's had to like reconsider his view on it because obviously it does affect um wider. How, they book, yeah. how they're booking their tv show yeah yeah when someone has to self-isolate um and it runs the risk of um obviously an outbreak in the locker room which they don't want uh yeah that's yeah, fair that, enough yeah they don't I, want none no they don't want none no <laughs> No <laughs> argument from me there nah. for what Tony had to say. I think it's. I think it makes sense. Justifiable is the uh, word we're yeah. looking for. Next up, according to Fightful, WWE has reached out to several wrestlers who have appeared on AEW Dark and New Japan Strong. Is New Japan Strong their equivalent it's, of Dark? Kind of a, a B show. No, it's the um, the weekly show they do for New Japan of the USA. Oh. Yes, sorry, um, you mentioned that the other week. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a handful of talent that are contracted to New Japan, and the rest seem to be like paper appearance. Okay. Um, yeah, one of them actually, um, who's been doing the rounds, is I'm I'm not too familiar with him. I don't know if you are, Aaron Alex Zane. Um, he's been in Ring of Honor, GCW, and New Japan. Um, ah. And apparently, really impressed on the New Japan Strong tapings, and he's been he's been impressed on pretty much wherever he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's someone that's been on WWE's radar for a while. Uh, another one as well that kind of come out. There's a few names that come out from from this like thing. Um, was Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, that was um, one of my points later was on. That another one. Apparently, there's been interest from just about every promotion for him. Yeah. Get him, get him into AEW, reunite Killer Elite Squad. Have them just murder people like they were in New Japan. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> who, yeah, was, who, um, was, who else was in that? Who was he tagging with there? Sorry, uh, Lance Archer. Oh right, okay. Yeah, they were in awesome. Suzuki Goon. They were bad, bad motherfuckers. Yeah. They just, <laughs> motherfuckers. They, they just dump people on the head a lot. Um, the finisher Dude. with the killer bomb was fucking badass as well. <laughs> Um, I can't remember who else was on that list of names I saw. Um, just before we move on from this, there was there was a uh, women's wrestler who was on AEW Dark this week. Tagging uh, oh. with Layla Hair. So let me find out her name very quickly. Um, but yeah, that that was a that was one that was like kind of okay that's that's weird but obviously and Ben Carter was another that was um, right, right. WWE signed and um, yeah. we spoke about um, Anthony Bones and Max Caster mm-hmm. um, yeah it's uh, it seems I mean it's kind of it's kind of a good way for WWE 
watching watching dark it's a good way for aw to like use it as like a way to give talent tryouts as as i've said in the past like yeah, the, sure. it's a long fucking show but it's a good way to kind of spotlight some of the newer up-and-coming talent yeah talent um i can't find this girl's name i'll just she was on dark anyway she rested against brandy Rhodes and um okay. and red velvet uh but yeah it's like the the use it as a way to kind of when they've signed someone then elevate them so they'll be doing jobs for a bit and then they'll they'll go on to like w- winning a few matches and then eventually you, you see it like with Lutheran Serpentico um, and there was someone else as well who was predominantly on dark and then Alina start, Black and that's the one I knew it was something black I couldn't remember her first name Stackliffe Stackliffe get, get yourself on Twitter come on do it Come on, mate, play the game. Come on, play the play game. Play the game. Moving on. Um, but yeah, um, so it's it's a good way for WWE and AEW to kind of like see talent without having to give them the full tryout and mm-hmm. all that bollocks. Yeah. So they just have to give them a medical when they see them. Sweet. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp recently mentioned that NXT um, talent is exempt for now from WWE's takeover of its superstars' Twitch accounts. Um, again, something we spoke on, I think, news earlier on in the week. Yep. <laughs> There's a few people that every, are exempt from that. Um, every news video we do. Twitch. Fucking Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't we won't dwell on this. We already have done before. Um, but this is something we were sort of aware of the other week as well. Mm. Um, because people like Adam Cole and whatnot just made slight subtle changes well, to their so I don't I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Not not that anyone from WWE are going to be listening to this, but um, Mace from Retribution um, was on Twitch last night, and obviously he's not allowed to be because he's a. Um, I'm telling. But, <laughs> but what he did, he didn't publicize it at all. Okay. He didn't do it through his own Twitch. He did it through somebody else's Twitch. Loopholes. So. He was playing. He was playing. Um, it wasn't D and D, but it was something like D and D. He was playing. He was playing like a, a role playing game, basically. Right. Um, with like a group of friends, but he was on somebody else's. But the interesting thing of this, because I watched it for a little bit, was that he referred to himself by his real name, Brennan Williams, oh. and he also never once mentioned WWE. And he oh, said, okay. "He said, um, oh yeah, I'm a Twitch streamer. My tag's Great Black Otaku. He n- not, not once did he say, I'm a WWE wrestler. My my, my name's Mace on screen or Dio Madden. Um, oh, okay. Which is very interesting because maybe he's found a loophole. Now I've seen him, I've seen him on other streams as well where he spoke about, um, oh yeah, that's too close to your IP. You can't, you can't use that. Otherwise you get in trouble. Oh, okay. so maybe he's found a loophole in the in it, or maybe about to get into a fuck ton of trouble. <laughs> I hope he doesn't because he's a fucking great guy. But maybe Mace just don't give a fuck. He's yeah, saying, fuck the man, fuck Ret- the system. <laughs> Retribution, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Retribution, pal. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They they're against they're against it all. Shut the system down. Like the power. That's it. <laughs> Moving on, um, the Wrestling Observer says that Roman Reigns is scheduled to work with Daniel Bryan next 
Again, something we mentioned the other week looked increasingly likely that that was going to happen. Um, that should be a decent no. feud going forward. They say that after SmackDown last night, I've got some reservations about that. Okay. I think they're going to go for somebody else. Oh, okay. Based based on SmackDown last night. Okay. Well, we'll discuss that when we get to SmackDown. I'll talk about you it during the SmackDown review. More yeah. on that later. More on that in a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, next up, WWE um, is frequently mentioning title changes on TV recently um, with Survivor Series around the corner because there's an expectancy that at least one title will change hands on television before the pay-per-view. They do it all. They do it every year, don't they? Yeah. I I think they're kind of dangling the carrot because they're doing a lot of um, they're doing a lot of title matches. Like on SmackDown last night, they did Sasha mm. and Bailey. Yeah. Uh, teasing that Randy and Drew are going to have a rematch, or mm. maybe Randy against somebody else. Uh, obviously, Miz has the money in the van, the bank. Mm. Um, they had someone defend their title the other day as well but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, just their way of kind of like adding a bit more anticipation for these title matches that they're announcing for each show mm. like they're, like like maybe they're not going to do a title change at all but by them sort of going oh well it always it could change hands it hangs the series could change hands yeah yeah it, it, it kind of like raises the stakes and makes you feel fucking hell. Oh, it could yeah, do. Maybe could. I should yeah. watch just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When in reality, I think a lot of these, like like the hair business pin in the new, they clean as a, clean as a whistle um, on Raw. Mm-hmm. I reckon that's just to, to kind of like sow the seeds for a feud after Survivor oh, Series. Oh, for sure. They're going to take the belts off them. Oh, no yeah, doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Next up, it was noted recently this week, uh, even in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, that Big E and Chad Gable missing SmackDown this week was because Creative didn't have anything for them. How do you not have anything for Big E? I mean, or Chad Gable, you're giving him his what, name back. Technically, he did have a promo. I mean, he did. It wasn't. I think he meant the week before, because that came out before SmackDown. Oh, hmm. Okay. He's, he's not been in the ring. And, and also, to be fair, did we not mention that he was missing for like two weeks? Yeah, we did. Apparently, it's if Vince doesn't mention them or if they don't bring them up to Vince, Vince just it, nothing happens for them, which is is really annoying because it's again, it's a kind of a, a sign of Vince like pulling the trigger on something and then just losing having the attention span of like a fucking a child. child with his toy. I bought it out now. I want yeah. a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, Daniel Bryan being on the creative team kind of like helps because he's a big fan of both. And apparently, he was like, he was the driving force for Big E getting a push. And he was the driving force mm-hmm. for Chad Gable going back to Chad Gable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Vince kind of recognizes that Chad Gable's a legit tough guy. Chad like, Gable's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Given the chance, like, like he, he respects what Chad Gable did prior to WWE. In the obviously, Olympics. Yeah, obviously. London 2012, yeah. But from the same cloth as Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, why aren't you pushing him? Is, mm. my, is my question to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he why may not, may not want a gold moon? medal. 
<laughs> to the moon. May not have, may not have won a gold to medal. To the moon. May not have <laughs> broken his freaking neck, but he's awesome. Um, moving on, last couple of points from me. Um, Wrestling, Obser- Wrestling Observer Newsletter also notes that the original plan for Hell in a Cell was Roman against Bray against Strowman and a fourth wrestler, which would have meant that there was just one match between him and Jay. Obviously, it didn't go that way. Um, that's interesting, though, because we got... Well, we got that triple threat, at least, on... Well, was it Payback? I can't remember, but it was not. Yeah. Yeah. Payback. Well, we were kind of surprised, like, of two things. One, that they didn't go back to that because they did tease it. Mm. Obviously, with Alexa staring at Roman. And two, when there was a lot of finality when they did the Roman J match before they decided to do a second match. Yeah. Like until until the promo on SmackDown it seemed that like after that pay view it felt like that was kind of like a one and done close thing. Mm. And I mean I'm don't get me wrong, I made up they did that in the Hell in a Cell because it was incredible. Oh absolutely. But it, it, it did seem weird at the, at the time when we were like, well, they're going for that again. Mm-hmm. It did seem weird. But then obviously they did raise the stakes and make it incredibly interesting. Um, as as we say every week, it's probably the best thing WWE are putting on the TV shows at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who would the fourth man have been? Would it have, like They could have put Jay in it. They could have had somebody who's been drafted over. It's about to have been someone massive, surely. You've got Roman and Bray and Strowman in there, unless they put someone. Unfortunately, like a... the only person I could think of being in that fucking vein would be Lars. Lars. Mm. And less said about that, the better, really. <laughs> well, like you say, off the back of you know what we got, we didn't get that match at Hell in a Cell, but we did get Roman and Jay, um, which is superb, yeah. and. Uh, Long may this continue. It's, it's very entertaining to watch. Um, yeah. I did have one more point, but we'd already touched on it um, in that David Boy Smith is being looked at by pretty much everyone um, in the, the wrestling been world. been getting like, courted for a while, hasn't he? Now, it mm. would make sense for him to go to WWE because his dad's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Obviously, I said for my own selfish reasons, I want him to go to AEW because Killer Elite Squad are awesome. Yeah. Um, and I want to see them just murder people again because it was fucking great. <laughs> Especially if they've got Jake Roberts as like the mouthpiece because they had mm. like in New Japan, they're not very, neither of them are like very prolific talkers. They're not bad, but they're just not great. Yeah. Um, so having Jake as the manager would really mm. be a cool like kind of thing. It might, might take away from Lance Archer. He's been like still been portrayed to be an absolute monster and like, yeah, Incredible, like guy around the main event, like he's always there as a threat. Mm. But yeah, that that'd be cool for me. Um, that being said, I would be shocked if he didn't go to WWE. Yeah, um, we were we were we were talking about it in Air Bloodsport, weren't we, Aaron? Yeah, about him because he was on that. Um, okay, and he won the the work shoot MMA fight with a fucking Batista bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> what, a, what a weird show. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he was someone who was like criminally underutilised when he was there the first time around. Yeah, yeah. 
I remember a lot of guys like um, Benoit and Angle were saying, like, this guy's the fucking future of the company. Mm. And then they did what everyone kind of expected them to do and have him as, like, Davy Boy Smith Jr. And, stuck him with his dad's gimmick. Yeah, and then they put him in the, the new Heart Foundation. He looked a bit more like a killer. Is that with Tyson Kidd? Yeah. 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 Like, because well, he'd, he'd filled out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked, he looked more like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was just, like, killing people. And then they, they got rid of him, but not Tyson. And he, he's, to be fair, he's done a lot in New Japan. Apparently, he was meant to sign for All Japan. Okay. Um, and th- do their version. I can't remember the name of it. Of the G1. Right, right. Um, and for whatever reason, um, he... Oh, fuck, whatever reason. What am I talking about? Because the, the fucking pandemic. He oh, didn't right. do it. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking then, well, I wonder why he didn't do that. And then I was like, nothing, oh, yeah. There's a nothing major. Nothing major. Right. game, Jay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so he, he's, he's obviously doing the rounds. He was par- he's got a world title match against... Jacob Fatu and MLW as well. Yes, on, Jacob like, Fatu. On their return show, uh, apparently they were building him up as like being like the guy who was going to take the belt off Jacob Fatu. Okay. Um, he's another one. There's been a lot of talk recently, especially with what's going on with him, mm. um, with Roman's faction. I'd love to that, see him join, or at least have a match with Roman first and then eventually join it. Because those yeah. two slapping piss out of each other would be fun. Jacob... <laughs> Jacob Fatu is amazing. It was quite cool. Um, someone someone tweeted Jacob Fatu about it. Um, like, why haven't you been approached by WWE to uh, to like join Roman's faction? And uh, Court Bauer, who's like the head booker slash owner of MLW, said because he's the best kept secret in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, and ooh. I I would hundred percent agree. So fucking good. Yeah. Some of the matches he's had, like on MLW, I'd literally yeah. got into it because Mental. of him. Really? Because I'd heard how good he was, and I was like, and like Contra Unit as a whole. And mm. Yeah. He's was, his first match I seen was him versus um, Tom Waller for the world yeah. title when he won it. Yeah, so. and he just fucking brutalised Tom Waller. Yeah. <laughs> he was harder than a coffin nail, so no. that says a lot. Me not being a fan of Tom Waller because I think he's boring. Just loved it. Watching him Fatu just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> of course you loved it. You watched a man that you dislike having the shit kicked out of him. By Why a man you? that I thoroughly like now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's he's more like he's more like Umaga as well, isn't he? Oh he yeah. is, yeah. We saw yeah. him at an indie show and um I was just like he's just like Umaga. Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, man. Um, have you got any news bits, Jay? Uh, I've well, I've managed to ingrain a lot of it within what we were discussing there. Like, I had the mm-hmm. Alex Zane thing, and I had uh, David uh, David Junior and Tony Khan thing with the indie bookings. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I've got there's two other things. Um, on Thursday night, WWE announced a new mobile file game called WWE Undefeated that's coming out on the 3rd of December it's just Battlegrounds oh is it it's literally just Battlegrounds but what more the like fuck? I paid £30 for well, that and you're going to drop well, it on mobile well I said, I, I said to you it was a fucking mobile game yeah um, you did yeah yeah I said to you straight away but yeah. it, it's it's like Battlegrounds but it's more like 2D like like Tekken oh okay um, 
looks it, it looks fun for a mobile game. Um, I think this is kind of like their knee-jerk reaction to AEW games being announced, mm. um, which will, again, we'll be doing a live stream of that on the, uh, Tuesday. Yes, sir. Looking very forward, much forward to that. Yes. Um, and then the other thing was, obviously, at time of recording, AEW Full Gears tonight. New Japan Power Struggles just finished. Um, so let's go through the results of that. So, give it to are, me, baby. Because this card <laughs> was fucking stacked. This, this was a fucking big, six match card, but it was like Dick. six fucking really good matches. So, opening match, we had Toru Yano versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a note for the uh, King of Pro Wrestling Championship. So, for anyone who doesn't know the King of Pro Wrestling Championship, every title defense, the champion chooses their stipulation. Um, awesome. They did a tournament where every every wrestler in the tournament got to choose a stip choose a stipulation, um, and if it wasn't like the same thing, because in one instance both wrestlers wanted a submission match and they just had a submission match, uh, it would go to a vote on Twitter. <laughs> and whatever won would be the vote. Um, somehow through that, Yano's stipulation for him for that tournament was he'd only he could win matches off two counts. So, naturally, he fucking breezed the tournament. <laughs> um, it, it's mad. This is a belt that Akada made for himself. Yeah. And then they've just given it to Yano. As like, what, what a dick move. Yeah, they've just, they've just given it to Yano as like the fucking 24 7 title for New Japan. To um, be fair, he's got a point. How many two counts do you get in wrestling? Well, yeah, that's True. it. It's smart. Yeah. They, that, that's why they call him the sublime master thief, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so this match was Yano versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a no um, no corner pad match. So basically all the corner padding was removed. There was exposed yeah, yeah. tables. Uh, Yano won by count out by gaffer taping Zack Sabre Jr.'s legs to um, the guardrail. <laughs> and then after the match young lions come out and had to like cut like with a pair of scissors to cut Zack Sabre Jr's leg legs free while he was like screaming at them <laughs> um, after this we had Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki in what will probably have been a war um, <laughs> war might be a bit of a soft word for it um, for the never open weight championship uh, Suzuki had took the belt off Shingo in the past Shingo won it back today um, apparently this was like really hard fucking hitting like nice. as you'd expect uh, I'm going to go back and watch this after that after this uh, pay-per-view yeah, after this pay-per-view after this podcast <laughs> um, then we had Kazuchika Okada versus the great Okan who's like Will Ospreay's new sort of heavy mm-hmm. uh, Okada beat him okay. um, Will Ospreay did that after the match challenge Okada to a match at Wrestle Kingdom Um and said Aaron's he's gonna, well happy with that. Yeah, said he's going <laughs> to end the Carter's career. Um, Who are the he, best in New Japan roster at each other's throats? And what I'm going to assume is going to be at least 20 minutes of just... Oh. <laughs> big, big Dave's yeah. going to be sat there for full, oh. full lob on. Big so Dave's going to be sitting there with a full lob on. Waiting to throw stars at it. <laughs> yeah, um... It's already got four stars for me, hasn't even started yet. 
yeah. <laughs> a, a card that um not a card, sorry, Osprey teased that his new faction, the Empire, is gonna be revealing a new member soon. Um the the rumors going around is that it's Robbie Eagles who is a Chaos member, I think, is he? Yes. It was not the Bullet Club. It was Osprey yeah, the Bullet yeah, he gets around like they love their factions in Japan, don't they? Fuck, it does a know. job, though. It does. No, job. I love factions. I've always been a yeah. fan of factions. It's not about them in WWE. Yeah, to be fair, it works really well the, the whole thing because they have factions few them with one another, and then another will get distracted. And also, they've got like the scale of evil. So they've got like Lij, who are like the really good guys. Then you've got Chaos, who are like a little bit of a grey area. Then you got Bullet Club, who are just like at this point just little blades um, and then and then you've got Suzuki Goon who are like the literal devil um, <laughs> so it, it's kind of like a good like good versus evil scale obviously yeah. now um, we've got the Empire I, well I was about to say I feel like the Empire um, uh, fill in the void that they tried to do with the Elite where they made them their own faction before and I literally, like, three months later, they fucked off and made AEW. <laughs> um, See you, bye. Where um, Chase Owens and Takahashi literally had to just go, um, right, they've left, can we join you guys? Back. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, so that will be a fucking fantastic match, though, either way, won't it? Um, then another match with Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Wrestle Kingdom implications. We've got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. The winner will get the brief Kenta's briefcase um, that get, guarantees him a shot against the US champion John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. Whoosh. Big bad Kenta won, didn't he, lads? Um, yeah, he did. Kick the fuck out of Tanahashi. Uh, so <laughs> we're getting Kenta versus John Moxley in what will be a fucking bloodbath, I imagine, yep. at Wrestle Kingdom as well. Yeah. Um, then we had Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. The winner gets the briefcase that Kota won at the uh, G1. Um, usually, this is just kind of like a placeholder match, um, and the the match that's set for mm. um, Wrestle Kingdom just happens anyway. Usually, but not this time. Jay not White beat Kota Ibushi for the briefcase, so he will be facing the winner of Naito and Evil at Wrestle Kingdom for the I. IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles and the winner <laughs> yeah uh, and the winner of that was Naito yeah so has both titles yeah the main they, they unified them this year's Wrestle Kingdom they were kind of talking about about separating them there's there was a little bit of talk that because Wrestle Kingdom was two days doing one one main event for like one belt and one main event for another they may still do that. Um, so now we've got uh, Tetsu Naito versus Switchblade Jay White as the main event for Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Um, these two have had a few matches and everyone's been fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about this. Apparently, apparently, um, from what I've like, from what I read on a few reviews, uh, White versus Ibushi was incredible as well. Uh, possibly their best match they've had they seem to every time they have a match the next one's better than the last one yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and they're both they're both fucking incredible anyway um, 
I I don't know where like there's a there's a few people going into Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know where that leaves them. Obviously Tanahashi, Ibushi. Uh, you've got to remember it's a two nighter as well this year again. Well, exactly. So there's plenty like, of space to fill voids and things. They're, and, they're not lacking on time to just yeah, chuck a match in. Yeah, two nights at both shows like last year were like about five, six hours each. So <laughs> twelve massive. hours potentially of wrestling. Um but no, I mean the the way they fleshed that out though last year was they did the tournament, didn't they? Mm. They did the four man tournament. Now they could quite easily do that again with Naito, White, Ibushi and Evil, but I don't think they will because they've done the hey, that yeah. would be three of the same four people. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't think he will. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like for everything that that we do know is happening. So, uh, at the moment, the card is Jay White, Jay White versus Naito, um, Kenta versus John Moxley, and Will Ospreay versus Kazuchika Okada. It's uh, I'm pretty sure that Zack Saber Junior. said he wanted to face Sonada at Wrestle Kingdom again as well. They had a tremendous match. It was, Is, was it last year or the year before? Uh, last? No, it was last year for the Rev Pro title, was it not? Yeah. 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 Um, they had a tre- tremendous match for that, so I I can see it being fucking great. Osprey, Osprey's still Rev Pro champion just now, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. They might end up... Um, Having him you, defend that against the card against the card, yeah, it could very feasibly be. Didn't didn't he have uh, Tanahashi win the Rev Pro title off uh, Zack Saber Junior at one point on a New Japan that was, show? And, that was two years ago. Yeah, Last and year? then two, two years ago it was, was. Yeah, and then uh, Zack Saber Junior just won it back like straight away. Yeah, like at Rev Pro, so it was <laughs> cool thing. Obviously, with the the travel restrictions, though, it's a bit of a weird. Mm. Stipulation. There's no restrictions going into Japan. It's more because I, I read the thing about um, about what's like taking pack so long to get back to AEW, and it's it's not so much about the restrictions leaving the country and getting into America. It's more coming back mm. because of our restrictions. You'd have to like self isolate for two weeks, and then if they're doing if they're doing two weekly tapings, by the time he kind of like is is out, he basically be flying back to then come back and self-isolate again so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like they were like well we don't want to like go more mental in isolation than he already has based, yeah, off, his, yeah. based off his promo this week on AEW <laughs> <laughs> which for anyone who hasn't seen it was wonderful uh, he's also released merch off the back of that with um, Beyond Gorilla which is fantastic check that out if you if you want something cool I'm going to be buying one next week that's my news, lads. Um, should we talk about some NXT UK? Bish, bash, bosh. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, so it starts with a re- video recap of Walter and Ilya, and then it shows like the aftermath of it, where they ca- like carry Ilya out and sit him down. They sat him down on the steps like he was in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were like, they did like the concussion check, and he's got blood cut pouring out his mouth. From Volta just beating the piss out of him. Put him <laughs> on a gurney and get him to a hospital. Just sit yeah, him or on your nearest local me- medical facility. Local medical facility. Yeah. And then and then they sat him on the steps and go, someone will be with you to check on you now. Like he was in a fucking. Like he was just an A&E. 
Wait to see his GP. He's on the fucking steps of a fire exit. Keep terms, there should have been some nurse or doctor right at him instantly. Yeah. If that was the case. Because it's because it's NXT UK. I have someone dressed as Florence Nightingale coming to see to him. <laughs> <laughs> Offer him a cup of tea. Um, what a brew! <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, did, it did a really good job. Like um, obviously, you know, a match is good when fucking Melton and Cornette agree on it. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like universally an incredible match when those two like actually agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, it, there's, it's been getting a lot of praise the last week again. No Go, and Rightfully so. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. it. it it's, I, Even I thing, say it's a good match, and I'm highly critical. <laughs> yeah. and, and it didn't even feature Dolph. So exactly. It must, it must have been good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's not many matches I'm, I'm thinking can, he, can even come close to that match this year. There's mm-hmm. one on full gear tonight, which I'm... Well, there's a couple on full gear that could be amazing, but there's one in particular that I'm like, that could be incredible. Yeah. If given enough time, which I think they will be. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about AW, we're here to talk about NXT UK. Oh, so that's it. The return <laughs> of Alice against Sam Gradwell, who looks from, looks like a fucking speed freak, doesn't he? From Sam not Gradwell. From, from not Nigel, the thunderstorm is back. Fuck me. <laughs> and Andy Shepard. Fuck really just he over-enunciates everything he says. Yeah. You, so I've noted down, Joe Coffey looks absolutely hench. Been absolutely oh, he looks in the gym. Also, Sam Bradwell looks absolutely fucking shredded as well. He looks like Jack from Tekken with that mohawk. In the, in the camo. <laughs> If you don't know who dope. Jack from Tekken is, Google it. Anyone listening, Google it. That's it, what Sam Gradwell looks like. He reminded me a bit of um, a bit of like the taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Travis Bickle from the taxi driver. I can't remember it. his fucking name then. <laughs> um, yeah, he had that, that kind of look on his jacket as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's Sam Gradwell and Pretty Deadly versus Gallus. It, this was pretty much just to... Just to kind of reaffirm Gallus, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Um, it was so starts off with a bit of back and forth. Gallus just used a strength advantage over them. Um, take turns working the arm over Howley. Uh, they throw Gradwell and Pretty Deadly out the ring, and Gradwell slaps Joe Coffee, and then that kind of like lights a fire under Joe Coffee. And then pretty much the rest of the matches, Pretty Deadly got a little bit of offense in. I thought this made them look all right, actually. Like, I yeah. get shit every week. They didn't come out of this looking bad. No, well, it was... I think Sam Gradwell was put in that match pretty much to just take the loss, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they, they were, they're teasing pretty deadly versus uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Mm. I imagine we'll probably get a singles match between Joe Coffey and Sam Gradwell in a week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, G- Gallus basically, as I say, it was predominantly Gallus beating the fuck out of them. Yeah. Um, pretty definitely got a bit of offense on um, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to sort of tease that. Joe Coffey didn't get pretty much barely took any fucking licks at all, <laughs> except getting slapped by Sam Gradwell and then losing his shit. Um, he won by his finisher, which is called... All the, the Bells. Bell. All the best for the Bells. 
all the, the bells. bells which best used of the to bells. be called black coffee and Nindies. Black coffee. Black coffee. It used to be called Nindies. Yeah. <laughs> what What does all the best for the bells mean? Is no, that a Scottish it's, thing? It, it's just best of the bells. What's oh, it mean? They, said, I'm sure he said on commentary, "All the best for the bells." That's oh, that's quite a mouthful. I thought he said that. Does it Does it mean anything? I, not that I know of. Hold I'm only on. asking you because it sounds like another one of your nonsense Scottish phrases. Something, something to do with Hootenanny. Uh, Hootenanny! Ho- Hogmanny Hootenanny is the first thing that literally comes up. I, okay. I know, I, I genuinely, I'm pretty sure it was something, because I remember, um, I remember Cultaholic were talking about it when he was feuding with Pete Dunne. Okay. The name of it. Uh, Gallus, Gallus win. Um after the match, like Sam Gradwell looks angry that he's just got battered. Um, back, back to being a jobber. Oh, that's one thing as well. Like Joe Coffey throughout this match keeps going to Sam Gradwell. You've been here two years. I've only <laughs> been here one. What have you done? I've made a better take over. Uh, Joe, I love Joe Coffey. He's fucking excellent. Um, yeah, he's really good. He's, he's looking amazing. Like, because mm-hmm. he's. He, he lost it. He looked like he'd lost a lot of weight and just bulked up at the same yeah. time. Like he trimmed up and bulked up. Um, he looked absolutely fucking shredded. Uh, and I know he's already had a chance at Volta, but I feel like they're probably going to try and build him up and keep him around. I reckon that, so. That again, because Volta needs a placeholder while Ilya licks his wounds to get ready to take the belt off him. Which um, is going to happen. Definitely going to happen. <laughs> They're just doing the fucking story and he didn't WXW. Telling you now. <clears throat> Heard the day first. Um interestingly <laughs> though, pretty deadly is still on the stage looking like looking on it. Um Wolfgang and Mark Coffee kind of saying like we're gonna take the belts. You were next. Um, yeah. So yeah, after this we got a really good video package for uh, Noam Dar and Aked. Yeah. Uh, no Noam Dar's kind of like hyping up the fact that He's already beat Akid in NXT UK, and he's ju- he's just uh, being a little shit, isn't yeah. he? Speaking being a speaking of being a gobshite and a little shit, I didn't know if Aaron picked up on this, but no, I'm dark called Akid a little a Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was going to mention it later on because he mentions that a few times during the match as well. Um, but see if he's calling Akid a Pokemon. Would it be like Elikid? Because he's little and he was like wearing yellow gear too, like very similar yellow Could gear. Be. Could to be. Could be. Could be Elikid. Elikid. See, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, after this, we got. Um, let me just double check my notes. What? Oh, yeah. What? What? Of all recap into of, uh, an extra yeah. buzz. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I just like put my note. My notes the wrong way around with this, but I'm so I just had to double check. Uh, we got just a recap of a. Uh, Eddie Dennis and the Hunt attacking Mark Andrews and Flash. Um, I thought this bit would make you really happy because they say that Flash and uh, Andrews aren't medically clear. I was like, oh, they're not going to yeah. be on TV for a I, bit. Jay's going to be ecstatic. I don't mind Flash. Flash is good. It's just Mark Andrews does me in. And I don't, again, I don't know why. I, there's a few things he does in the ring that do, that annoy me. But other than that, I think it's just the just general him. <laughs> I just don't like his face. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we see the we see the hump beating them up. They say uh, Andrews and Webster aren't going to be medically cleared for a while, and then we get a really really cool fucking thing. Yeah, 
is Rampage getting a tour of the UK Performance Centre. And I saw it, I was like, fucking hell, they put him in an angle straight away. Um, can, I, can I just say, I popped so much just seeing Johnny Moss again. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I love the way Johnny Moss was like, all right, Rampage. Like, <laughs> all right, geezer. I'm happily to be a WCPW mark, but just seeing Johnny Moss again, just, oh, after all well, these years. That's why he retired, wasn't it? To go and yeah, work to go and train. Yeah. Because he was doing stuff in the US for a bit, and now he's moved back over here. Um, he was in the he was in the pull apart for uh, Walter and Ilya the other week as well. Yeah, he was one of the guys holding Walter because he's one of the only guys who's big enough to hold Walter. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so Rampage he goes in the UK performance center getting a tour by Sid Scala and Johnny Moss, um, and then. <laughs> It's dead funny because everyone kind of stops dead training and Rampage's like, don't stop on account of me. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me, as you were. <laughs> carry on, lads, carry on. Where's he from? York. York. Leeds. Leeds. Yorkshire. Yeah. Yorkshire. Um, yeah. And then you see Jack Stars training in the ring and he goes, oh, he's athletic, him. So basically, we now know that Rampage is going to fucking murder Jack Starks next week. <laughs> um, and then they... Dave Mastiff goes, about time, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see those two have a tear-up. I, I think that's where they're going. Um, uh, if you want to see them wrestle, Troy, some of the progress stuff on here, the network, I'm pretty sure there's a Rampage Mastiff match. Awesome. There'll be they one a, somewhere. They had a, they had a few of progress, so there'll definitely be a match there. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, and then Sid Scarlett takes him to go sign his contract. I am so excited for Rampage. Mm-hmm. He is so so deserving of being in that spot. Um, yeah. I part of me, as as we said there last week when it got announced, part of me wants him to be like a challenger for Volta. I don't think he'll take the belt off him, but I think I think it'll, it'll be take like him to the limit. Yeah, he he come closest, and I think he'll probably take it off Ilya once Ilya's took it off Volta. Mm. Um, yeah. After Good this, goal. we get um, Ginny versus Leah James. Um, <sighs> I thought this was all right. I'll be honest, just not that arsed about Ginny. I like Ginny. No, I, I'm not a fan. I think she's shaking. I think, I, I don't know. I think her, the problem um, they've got is they've got Nina Samuels doing the same fucking gimmick. And that's yeah, what I was like, going to say. I'm like, there's two people doing exactly the same gimmick, pretty and, much. Like, and they I put s- more of an emphasis on Nina Samuels than they do Ginny. Whether you think it should be Ginny. Yeah, Ginny's yeah. fantastic. Like, I've watched her on Riptide before, and I don't know what it is. There's just something missing about her. What, watch her in progress. Like, a heel work in progress is yeah. incredible. The heat she gets is incredible. Like, she's she was um, Aaron Tony Storm basically feuded over the women's title for, like, a long-ass time mm. in progress, and... She was like the fucking final boss of the women's division, and she she was awesome. Um, and that's why I've got like kind of a soft spot for it. But um, yeah, I thought this match it was it was one of them. Like we keep we say this every week. Obviously, we give NXT UK a bit of a pass because they're in a rebuilding stage at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it was. I see what you mean about this match, like being just kind of meh because it was a bit like. 
every other women's match they've done recently where the person who loses gets a bit more offence than the person who wins to kind yeah. of build them both up alongside like each other. That's the formula that they're using at the moment for just any women's match. Because yeah, none, of them, I mean, none of them at the moment feel a bigger deal even... enough to be in the title picture, but they've got to do something yeah. with them to elevate them to eventually put them in. Because really, there's only two women there. That yeah, I wouldn't even necessarily say like, just the women like they did the similar thing with uh, Eddie Dennis and Oliver Carter last week as well mm. where the was it last week or the week before doesn't matter anyway. last um, week where where they like they had Oliver Carter get all the offence in and then Eddie Dennis win yeah and it did elevate both of them I think I think they're on the right track I think it's just one of those things where it, they need to be careful that they don't get it to a point where everyone kind of gets a bit like it's the same match. Jaded, and jaded. Like, yeah. Because it's, it's not it's not necessarily the same match. Obviously, they're doing different things. It's just the same formula. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I know we say, oh, you know, they, they look strong in defeat, blah, blah, blah. There's only so mm. much you can do that until everyone looks strong in defeat. And you're just like, well... Yeah. But that, that, that being said, this match, like, it could have quite easily just been a Ginny squash match. And... Yeah. Aaliyah James is like a new sign and so they could have kind of got away with like having her sort of take a bit of a beating for a bit and then mm. build it up um, that being said though, there wasn't a lot to talk about it it was more what happened after the match um, Ginny keeps calling Aaliyah James a stupid girl that was annoying yeah um, stupid girl <laughs> even my girlfriend picked, stupid girl my girlfriend picked up on that when I was watching it's like does she shut up why is she saying that? I'm like, I don't know. She's annoying as shit. Very <laughs> um, stupid girl. James uh, does a really cool move where she does like the Matrix thing. Oh, yeah. And then she like follows through and hits her head scissors like in one movement. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Ginny wins with a ripcord Liger kick, which looked like it legit broke Leah <laughs> James' nose. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like that move as a finisher. No, I thought it, I thought it looked devastating to be I honest. I liked it. That was I the best part looked... of this match for me. Um, but when it finished, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it that much. I, I, but as I say, I like Ginny, so that's why. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. We can't we can't agree on it all, can we, guys? No, nah, man. Like, <laughs> do we ever know, agree? <laughs> you know, Aaron, Aaron likes Dolph. None of us do. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, after the match, Ginny uh, cuts promo saying um, the thing that separates her and everyone else is she's got killer instinct. And she says, Piper Niven lacks killer instinct. Niven comes out. Kaylee Ray then comes out like a little shit starer with a chair. And she kind of puts it between them. Niven like looks at it. And then Ginny slaps the taste out of her mouth and Niven headbutts her. Um, picks up the chair, hits Ginny with it once and it looks shit. <laughs> Yeah, really, she really like, hesitated. Didn't it looked she? like she was really holding back. Like it. It was she, like, oh. she stroked her on the back with it. Yeah, uh, then Aaliyah James, for some reason, even though she was being called a stupid girl, maybe she is a stupid girl because she tried to fucking protect Ginny here. And then Piper Niven gave her a Piper driver. Um, uh, some say in NXT, right? If you shout someone's name, their music just instantly plays. Who <laughs> shout <laughs> Um, <laughs> but because no one said someone else's name two seconds later, they just pop out with no music. Here we are. Yeah. 
Ah. Um, yeah, then Piper hits a Piper driver on Ginny on the chair and chases off Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray's like really good at being like a little shithead heel here. Like yeah. she's like, she's like crawling on her like her back legs. Like she's like literally backing away. Like, yeah. So I still got a um, horror film. Yeah. Like struggling um, to get up off the floor and slipping away. Speaking of something out of a horror film, this next promo was fucking incredible. Ooh. I adored this. Aaron looks upset with me. No, I'm just, I've missed a note on what this is. I've watched it, but I can't remember. Uh, I so love this. It was Eddie Dennis and The Hunt. Ah, that was and the one. Aye, okay. This was shot like some of the stuff that he's done. In, I, I was talking about the devil and being shot like some of the stuff he's done in progress and our TT. Same thing. You can really see the influence of Jim Smallman on this product. Yeah. Um, so, Eddie Dennis, he's like in just like a, his head in like a black background, isn't it? Mm. And he's talking about um, talking about like how the, the symbiotic relationship between man and beast, and like how um, you rely on like animals for hunting dogs to find them, the hunting and all that bollocks. Um, he, he then he then like talks about how Mark Andrews like used him, and then he the hunt walking, and he talks about how. Flash Morgan Webster said that uh, Wild Boar was his best friend, but he's just been using him. And then he said Primate was like born on a battlefield called Newcastle. Um, and <laughs> on the he, time. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's he's like, he's just like a beast. And then they start like yelling and screaming and getting really riled up. And then he just goes, Shh, and they just stop. Stop. And it was dead. so fucking, fucking cool. Way did it. Yeah. Uh, the pre- whole presentation of this was good. The whole way that Eddie Dennis speaks, like he, he, he talks very, he reminds me a bit of Jake the Snake Roberts, the way yeah, he talks. Yeah. Like he talks very, very softly and slowly and quietly. Mm. So you've got to listen to what he's saying. And he's yeah. very captivating in the way he talks. Um, yeah, I, this I was cool. This was I really thought it was cool. excellent. I yeah. really, I, I literally, I was like, that gave me fucking goosebumps watching it. It was so yeah. good. Um, after this, it goes to backstage where Piper's caught Kaylee Ray. Apparently, she's thrown a bin at her. They're <laughs> still fannying about. Yeah, and she's got hold of Kaylee Ray's hair, and then she just like pulls the belt off, and they do a pull apart, and then she holds the belt up, and then just puts it down, like places <laughs> it on the floor, and fucks off. Um, we're getting a four scout anywhere match in two weeks. That'll be a good match. This was mm-hmm. a bit. They didn't really need to do that. Like, nah. I felt the angle they'd done previously was fine. They could have could have built it off that. Yeah. They didn't really need to do that. They could have done it to like kind of put a bit more emphasis on somebody else who wasn't on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of names there that I thought, oh, what well, I'm surprised they're not on the show. Um, they could have even done a video package to hype Master First Seven next week. Yeah, like, which yeah, they yeah. did. Which they didn't hype at all, other than the fact that they said this is happening next week. Mm. Um, and they also announced Rampage debuting next week. And then a week after, as I've just said, Piper versus Kaylee Ray in a false count anyway, much. Um, Both should be a lot of fun. Yeah, after this, we get the NXT UK Heritage Cup. Um, <laughs> Every yeah, time. <laughs> Can't be wasted at that time. <laughs> Noam Dar versus A Kid. I thought this was a tremendous match. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, 
starts off lots of back and forth um Matt wrestling A-Kid uh, grinds Dar down with a headlock uh, Dar just hangs him up on the ropes and shoves A-Kid out the ring to end the first round second round more chain wrestling Dar kicks A-Kid's knee out from um, underneath him on the top rope he goes for a North Sea backslide A-Kid reverses it to an SDF and then transitions to a cross face trying to put in uh, the movie uses as finish of the human plata but Dar holds on until the end of the round um, round three, Aker goes for a roll up straight away. Uh, Dar holds on. Aker kip, kips up and hits like a really nice um, Northern Lights suplex, then transitions that to an armbar. Dar gets a series of strikes, locks in Aker's own finisher, the Uma Palata. Yeah. And Aker taps out. Verbally. Um, yeah, Verbal verbally, submission. because yeah. the Uma Palata is that both his arms are locked up. Yeah, um, looks like a nasty and, move to take. Like if you really lock that in hard, yeah. it's got to be got to yeah. be painful on the shoulders. Um, and then after after he tapped, Dar refuses to break it and starts booting him and hitting him because he's a little scumbag. Just um, before we go on to the last couple of rounds of this, so far and obviously for the continuation of this match, it's just really hard hitting. Obviously not hard hitting like Walter Dragonoff yeah. last week, but like kicks. you forget. Yeah, feel, you forget Dar really like. Puts the fucking boots in a lot of stuff, doesn't it? A kid's a former MMA fighter as well, isn't he? There's a. Or he's got like an MMA training background. background It is. They mention it as well on the match, during the match. They're like, um, Noam Dar's got a more traditional wrestling style, whereas uh, A kid's more of a. MMA background. Mm. I didn't know much of Aiken before. Like, I hadn't heard of him at all before he joined NXT UK. And then I heard yeah. a lot of people going on about him, being like, oh, he's really, really good. And apparently he's like it, Tyler Bates' protege or something. And I was like, no. The only, the only thing I'd heard of him was that Meltzer went back and watched one of his matches with Zack Sabre Jr. and gave it five stars. Damn. Oh, and just the only one he's like retrospectively. Yeah, we mentioned that, yeah. 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 Um, that was the only thing I'd heard about him prior to NXT UK. Oh. And then he got signed by NXT UK. I was like, okay, I've heard good things about this guy. Mm-hmm. And everything I've seen of him so far, I've fucking loved. I, yeah. He's right he's right on my streets. He remind reminds me a bit of um reminds me a bit of Zack Sabre Jr., funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, very, very hard hitting. Yeah. Speaking of hard hitting, uh, <laughs> round four straight away to open round four. Noam Dar just volleys Aikid in the kneecap. Um, that sounded vile. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, you dirty bastard. Sit um, down. <laughs> he works over Aikid's arm and leg throughout this, this round, uh, obviously to weaken him for another room of platter or a champagne super knee bar. Um, Aikid reverses a suplex into a roll-up and draw, levels it. It's 1-1. One, one. Um, in round four, there's a nasty... Um kick that Dar does to A-Kid's back of the, his back when he's sitting up he like mm. kicks but because A-Kid's so far back so far lent forward Dar's oh, yeah. ankle like scrapes up his spine yeah. it's like <laughs> horrible like you can see the skin just getting stuck on his ankle oh man <laughs> yeah it was upsetting but the um, weird thing is because, because it was wrestling it made a slapping noise how did that happen with an ankle scraping the skin? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably um, probably just the kick pads, isn't it? 
Uh, <laughs> like the sound reverberating from the kick pads yeah. and then yeah keepy brother keepy <laughs> brother um, in round five they counter a load of strikes early on Dar just kicks a kid's knee out again on the apron and then drop kicks him out the ring he then curses himself more on that later um, and goes with the trophy and kisses it um, he kicks a after kicking a kid some more He's almost counted out because Akid does like a little 619 thing to stop him from getting back in the ring, which is so cool. Um, and then Akid hits, as Dar gets in on nine, Akid hits a, a top row crossbody for a two count. And then the, the trading strikes for the end of the round. This is really. Each other out. Yeah, Dar had like kind of like grounded Akid and was punching him. And you're like, he's going for a knockout. I was yeah. like, oh, like an actual MMA fight. Mm. Um, and as the bell goes, Dar's kind of like got his hope, getting his arm held back by the ref to stop him from like lamping naked. Um, <laughs> and then round six. Also, just before we're on to that, did you notice? Uh, so do you talk at the start of round six? Do you like, well, what happens if... Um, yeah. What if happens if, if it's a draw? They've changed the rule. Have they? So at the start, they said it would go to a judge's decision. Oh, then they say, no, there'll be a tiebreaker seventh round. And then, yeah, and then Nigel said, no, it'll just be a seventh round match, which would be of sudden death. Because they mentioned something about in Germany, that's how they did it, by having a a tiebreaker round or something. Yeah, he did say that, but it's just the fact that they made such an emphasis on it. Yeah. And like, obviously, every week they make an emphasis on those rules. Lies and deceit, Aaron. And then they've they've just like kind of changed the mind. I mean, I I can understand why they've done it. I, I guess that it, it would be what would be problematic was would be they'd have to get like a panel of judges in mm-hmm. and bring them in to be there. Watch and the whole more, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's more people in the building when yeah. they're trying to limit how many people are in the building. Well, they have I have video, video judges. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know they what you're could, saying, but. but- yeah. I think I think it's WWE just because they they could mm. have video judges. You're right, but WWE like the whole visual thing, don't they? Yeah, um, and I think that's why they've just fucked it up. Um, had, had them up on the trons with boards yeah. like Strictly Come Dancing, just holding up a score like that. Seven, seven. <laughs> Byron holding up that seven before he got murdered by Stone Cold. <laughs> um, yeah, so round six, we got a series of roll-ups to start from both men. Um, Dar hits like a Judas effect, basically. Yeah. And then... Um, I literally go... shouted Judas effect. I did too. <laughs> Both, uh, is it, is, is it this, um What's his kick called, Aaron? Who's? Dar's. Oh, Dar's. he's got a name for it. I that running remember. kick. Yeah. Because um, I couldn't remember it, so I didn't write it down. But he goes for that anyway. A-Kid ducks it and then locks in the Uma Plata and Dar just taps out straight away. I was quite surprised by this. We're... What? I, I thought, thought Dar was going through. Dar versus Trent Seven. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Now, based now on I'm my, not so sure. Mm, based on that, um, the thing when they first start, well, before the tournament started, like the kind of the, yeah, the face yeah. of thing when they did the draw and it looked like they were going to be in the final or they they'd at least face each other at some point. Yeah, because they did the whole thing they did with um, they did with Pete Dunne in the UK Championship tournament and Zach Gibson too, where they kind of like made an emphasis on that person. Yeah, as it, this tournament's to make this guy the star. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Akid, they very much like he was the dark horse of the tournament. They, they very much 
mm. put barely any emphasis on him. No. I, f- um, I feel like Noam Dar still got some part to play. I feel like he might cost Trent, <laughs> like either in the kid. semis or in the final, or he costs someone, he costs a kid, and he ends up replacing him or something. I still think he's he's going to play a part. Yeah. It's not a bad shout. Mm. Um, A-Kid's got the win over Noam Dar. That's quite... Um, again, he's got two big wins, hasn't he? Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, um, especially, I like the fact that they, been, they did put a big emphasis on um, the fact that Dar had beaten A-Kid previously in NXT mm-hmm. UK. Yeah. Uh, There's a rubber match coming. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought this match was fantastic. Was I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And it... Cesaro um, said earlier in the week, there's a, I was telling you about this before we uh, started recording, Troy, um, WWE put on the YouTube channel a video of like a load of rest, main roster guys and like legends watching um, Falter versus Ilya. And Cesaro's yeah. comment, which kind of like stuck true with me here, was NXT UK is like the best kept secret in WWE mm. because they, they're so... There's so much good wrestling happening on there at the moment and people yeah. don't know about it. Not at all, yeah. Um, and Tyson Kidd actually said, yeah, but that means it's ready to, like, when it does, people do realise. Mm. And maybe it will take a vault of Ersilia or potentially the final of this tournament. Like, because if it's Akid versus Trent Seven, that'll be amazing. Yeah. If it's Akid versus Dave Mastiff, it'll be different. Yeah. Um, They're clearly putting a bit of stock into it. Like, otherwise they wouldn't be showing like main roster like the American stars and whatnot kind of reacting to this if they didn't think like, it was worth no, putting no, out there yeah no offence to NXT UK but WWE could easily hand it off that's what I mean and they before didn't before COVID yeah well just as COVID happened they could easily well, just talk about that wasn't there yeah there was well, talk just been it. shut down completely Planned, yeah well really now w- WWE would never were set, constantly saying no we're not going to do that but then there was like there was rumours everywhere there was people else. yeah it was more people just speculating themselves going yeah. mm. they're going to shut that down because it, if they're releasing all these stars they're going to do that um, oh I see and obviously NXT UK was one of the only places where they didn't really release anybody when they did the whole like Black Wednesday thing and released mm. all the all the talent they, they released people because of the speaking out movement but they didn't he didn't actually release anybody. Furlough or bin anyone off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Apart from Nigel McGuinness, it was furloughed, but. Well, I imagine they probably furloughed the wrestlers. Mm. Um, because they weren't doing anything. Yeah. But, yeah. That was decent. Yeah, I really enjoyed that that Heritage yeah, Cup match. And, I um, think I, I love the British Rounds matches, like, because it is just different, isn't it? And, very, yeah. Like, it, it it just kind of when when we're watching like I think for us in particular where we're watching like almost twelve hours of wrestling a week. Yeah. Um it, it's a nice like palate cleanser. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially especially because like the so the way our week usually goes is raw, which is dog shit. <laughs> um most of the time. NXT and AEW, which are usually always good, mm-hmm. um, or at least all right. Um, One of them's always a, at least a good show. Yeah, like NXT. NXT for me, the last couple of weeks have been fantastic. AEW, that's not staying away from that. That's still been good. Um, and SmackDown's then like just 
it, it's hit and miss, isn't it? It can either be yeah. fucking really good, yeah. really shit. Yeah. Um, so NXT UK is like a nice little palate cleanser in between that of there'll always be at least one good match and one good promo on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Without fail. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like a couple of weeks ago, there was like the whole fucking show was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, from start to beginning. Yeah. And that's not to say any way by saying there's always at least one good match, one good promo. It's just that they're they're rebuilding. We we Yeah. We say this a lot. Every but it's week. True. Yeah, they're, exactly. And they they're are. in a rebuilding stage. And yeah. I think I think that's why I give it a bit more of a pass, but I think it's also why I'm a lot more open minded watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas you couldn't like say, Oh yeah, Raw's in a rebuilding stage because they've been do- doing the same match every fucking week for the last like three months. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, little rant there. What was your high point, guys? I'll go with Aaron first because I start with Troy on the NXT one. Uh, Dar Dar versus Ake has got to be the high point. I think just um, there's nothing really, really bad. There's no stinky bits in it. Uh, <laughs> Jenny versus Aliyah. I found it a bit boring. So I'm with you. The exact same. Jenny versus Leah. Hot yeah. garbage. Um, and then my high uh, was the Eddie Dennis and the Hunt promo video package vignette thing. I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say that myself. Um, my low actually might surprise you both, but it was the Gallus match. Okay. I kind of struggled to get into it a bit because it, it was like a foregone that... It was going to be a squash. They've not really done a good job of making me care about Pretty Deadly or Sam Gradwell. No. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah, I, I, I mean that, that's why I kind of like skimmed over it quite quickly because I yeah, didn't. I wasn't really captivated by it at all. I thought no. it was, it was a fine match, but it wasn't. It wasn't like amazing. It was the whole point was just to reintroduce everybody to Joe Coffee. Exactly. They did that fine. Um, yeah, my favourite part was probably the Eddie Dennis promo mm-hmm. or the Darby's A-Kid. I think they were both head and shoulders above everything else on the show this week um, yeah. to the point where I couldn't actually choose. So I'm going to say both. Fair enough. Um, so first? They were both excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. So where can you find us on social media, please, Troy? You can find us on Twitter. To the moon! Uh, untitled. To the moon. <laughs> Untit- um, on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers for listening, all. We'll catch up with you soon. Bye. Jenny, good. More like Jenny. How long do you take thinking these up? <laughs> <laughs>